In 2014, the Southern Poverty Law Center, a leftist attack outfit posing as a watchdog organization that monitors extremism, published a report titled Agenda 21, the UN Sustainability and Right-Wing Conspiracy Theory. The report blamed the John Birch Society for Americans' low view of Agenda 21. Its first paragraph reads, At the hands of groups like the John Birch Society, Agenda 21 has been transformed in much of the American public mind into a secret plot to impose a totalitarian world government, a nefarious effort to crush freedom in the name of environmentalism. Despite it being written by someone who didn't believe it, this perfectly describes what Agenda 21 really is. It's a secret plot to impose totalitarian world government, not a non-binding document of good intent, as the propagandists claim it is. The report lists several examples of how Americans all over this great land pushed back against Agenda 21 initiatives in their communities. It led to one governor signing legislation to outlaw any possible effects of Agenda 21 in his state. In another state, all five county commissioners were swept from office for supporting the scheme. Furthermore, Agenda 21 battles broke out in legislatures all over the country, bringing more attention to this plan for global totalitarianism. Agenda 21 eventually became Agenda 2030, in large part because the attention the JBS brought to it got in the way of its timely implementation. But it didn't go away, and its goals certainly didn't change. And now the JBS isn't the only group warning about it anymore. This is Freedom is Secure, and I'm Paul Dragu. And in this episode, we're discussing the importance of having accurate information, and we're going to look at what effective patriots are doing to restore America. But before we continue, go to our social media platforms and subscribe, like, and share this video to help get our crucial message out. For 60 plus years, the JBS, through its vast array of books, pamphlets and videos and live presentations, and especially grassroots activism, has helped Americans understand the global totalitarian schemes of the international oligarch class, or the insiders, or the New World Order, or as we refer to it for many years, the conspiracy, all of which have overlapping elements with the deep state. It can get a little confusing, but the gist of it is this. There exists a plot led by a small number of powerful people of diverse ethnicities to turn the world into one big China where you will be the ruled and they the rulers. The scam relies on convincing enough people into believing dubious claims and outright lies about supposed existential dangers for the ultimate purpose of scaring you into obedience, into doing whatever it takes to eliminate this great danger that's keeping you up at night. See COVID-19 and climate change, two prominent additions in the Fear Porn series. Propaganda is a powerful thing, and they've captured all the right institutions to have brainwashed the civilized world. This is what we've been warning people about for six decades, that overt tyranny was coming. Our enduring educational work helped lead to the election of Donald Trump in 2016. Multiple mainstream media pundits blamed the JBS for Trump, and for once, they weren't completely wrong. Trump's main policy stances and anti-globalist rhetoric aligned with JBS tenets, including his dismissal of climate change hysteria as nothing more than a hoax and pulling the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Agreement to show that he believes it. Make no mistake, Trump was put in office by voters who believed, in various degrees, that globalism was a threat, not a benefit. 
And no organization in America has screamed from the mountaintops louder and for longer about this threat than the JVS. Things have really ramped up in the last five years. Essentially, what has happened is the globalists were beginning to lose ground to the America First movement, a trend that would have upended plans for the New World Order if Trump's administration would have kept making more smart moves than dumb ones. But suddenly, a massive coordinated global disruption befell us, one unlike anyone has ever experienced, one predicated on a disease with a less than 1% mortality rate, a disease so deadly that it needed the medical establishment to implement the most asinine and destructive protocols to kill as many people as it did. The authoritarian and medically destructive reaction of governments across the globe helped people realize that we were right. There was clearly a conspiracy for world totalitarianism. Nothing else added up, not even ineptitude, which is always a factor with government employees. The COVID-19 disruptions swirled up so much fear and chaos in everyday life that it resulted in the point man for the America First movement being removed. This is what happened, and any honest and sober analysis will conclude that if not illegally, then unethically, the 2020 election was rigged in favor of Joe Biden. All major highways of messaging, from search engines to social media and mainstream news and entertainment media, they all led to one person, Joe Biden. And anything that would have made him look bad, for instance, an alleged connection to corrupt or hostile governments, were suppressed by those messaging outlets. If Americans weren't outright cheated, and they most likely were, then they were severely deprived of vital information, they were manipulated and bullied. In short, they were certainly propagandized, something that happens regularly in totalitarian states like China and Russia, where ruling regimes control the message to control the people, all to maintain power. This, unfortunately, is happening in America and in all the Western world today. Nearly every messaging conduit serves the goals of the international oligarch class. We started by talking about how the JBS has been on the front lines in the fight against the New World Order threat. We began by talking about Agenda 21. We mentioned that we brought so much attention to it that the scheme was exposed, its immediate goals derailed, and its name updated to Agenda 2030. More recently, Agenda 2030 goals were moved under the banner known as the Great Reset. But whatever you call it, the agenda and the threat is the same. We've known for more than half a century that there existed a plan to destroy the U.S. and submerge the world under global tyranny. At the founding meeting of the JBS in December 1958 in Indianapolis, founder Robert Welch told 11 business and professional men that there existed a plan to destroy America. And part of that plan was to, quote, induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty, piece by piece and step by step, to various international organizations of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from only example. We've also published or distributed some of the most widely circulated books on the matter. And we warned with the addition of every unconstitutional power grab and intergovernmental treaty scheme that snaked their way into our lives that big government would destroy our way of life and our liberties. And that's what it is. But we accomplish nothing by bemoaning the past. What's important is what we do now. It's also important to know that we aren't necessarily under attack like never before so much as the plan is more obvious now. The plan has been in the works for a very long time and we've been trying to tell you. The reason I mentioned our history of accurately projecting the threat and proving an obstacle to full implementation of globalist, globalist tyranny 
is not to brag. It's to build a case that we are the most qualified to lead the charge for a restoration of national sovereignty and individual freedom according to the U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights. With the threat so obvious and everyone waking up, patriot groups are popping up all over the place. And that's good because it shows that people are waking up. But it's also resulting in a lot of wasted energy. People channeling their frustration on tangents that don't amount to a hill of beans of change. So I brought in one of the most qualified people to discuss activism that works. Way Morrow is the JBS National Field Coordinator and the Vice President. He overlooks our grassroots activism. Wayne, thanks for joining. It's hey, nice to thank you. Hopefully nice. we'll back here from the grassroots. <laughs> right? <laughs> or the trees or wherever. <laughs> so let's assume we both believe that the JBS is obviously the best organization to lead it the is. charge for Absolutely. liberty. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, what makes us unique? There's a lot of groups that are popping up, yep. and this is something that you and I discuss quite frequently. Yep. So explain to our audience what makes us unique. Well, that's a good question. Well, thanks, Paul. One of the things that uh, makes us unique is uh, there's a pictorial that we came up with. Um, we're not single issue. So we look at this problem as a, as a tree with all kinds of symbols on our fruits. We took an apple tree, for example, and it should be on one of the slides that we have. And It talks about all the different options, COVID-19, Federal Reserve, Agenda 2030, you mentioned all election integrity. And we have groups around the United States, all these do is focus on one issue, mm -hmm. you know, let's CRT, just one issue. And we look at this, the, the conspiracy, the globalist strategy is many. So we look at the total, totality, a piece of the whole thing, where you have the tree is the agenda, but below the surface is a, is a conspiracy, a satanic conspiracy. So we look at the total picture. And uh, we say, yeah, it's great to go after a branch, but it grows up to another name. So we look at all the pieces. And so one of the things that makes us effective, we stand back and say, the reason for all this happening, there's a plan. Yeah. And it's conspiratorial, it's planned. So you mentioned Agenda 2030. That's one of their major plans, yeah. attacking every facet of our life globally. And it comes out of many different phases. So we have lots of materials and tools and lots of action items to yeah. talk about those. Well, and like, like I mentioned, our founder, Robert Welch, said that education is our total strategy. Absolutely. And truth is our only weapon. Mm -hmm. And I believe in truth, that's, that's the activism, the, the structure of the activism. But let's dive into some of the education aspects uh -huh. of, of what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, of course, uh, The New American, which is our affiliate magazine, and we provide vital information. That in itself is really crucial because there's a lot of information out there, especially now with the Internet, but there's a difference between accurate information that really describes Absolutely. what the problem is versus mm -hmm. just surface uh, information. We have, of course, our Freedom Project Academy, mm -hmm. uh, uh, which is our K-12 through online school. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we, we talk about getting our kids out of school, and we have that campaign mm -hmm. as well. And then we got... A lot of what you guys use in the fields, lots of flyers and brochures yeah. and pamphlets mm -hmm. and books. Mm -hmm. And you've got some of that stuff. There. Can you go into what some of the most effective stuff is out in the field and what folks who may yeah. should probably pick up? Yeah. So we have a, um, a brochure that's been around for a while. We repurposed it. It's called the John Burt Society. And uh, most people... Uh, who know us, don't know us correctly, and most people don't know who we are. Right. So we start this way. What do we believe in? And I start off, we believe in an American system of government, a constitutional republic, the finest has ever developed. And I ask 
to people, you agree with that? And of course, and I'll read through and I said, we believe in a free market system, competitive capitalism, private enterprise, afford the widest opportunity and the highest standard of living of all. Most people agree with that. And, and we believe in individual rights and go on and adopt by our creator, not government, but the government's function should be limited to protecting life and liberty and property and individual rights. Well, we're so labeled we, extremists. That doesn't sound so, no, so extreme, it's not. I it? Are we extreme? And, it's, and they ask the question, what do we do? And you mentioned, what do we do? So we educate people. We have lots of materials. When we educate material, one of the things you mentioned, which is not amazing anymore to me, is people don't know who we are. So we have another piece of not information called Burst, Back to Basics. Yeah. They don't even know who we are as a country. They think we're a democracy. And I said, no, we're a republic. And they don't know the difference between the two. Yeah. And so I've, people are not stupid, they're ignorant. And our job is to educate them on who we are and why we're here, and then the battle at hand. So these are basic tools of Americanism. And the other one we have is about the danger now. We actually, one of the key things you'll mention here in a little bit is an Article 5 convention. They said, well, the reason why it's all messed up because our Constitution's messed up. Yeah. And the answer, that's not true, is that the people who put in office are not upholding the Constitution. They're not upholding the rule book. And uh, so our, our people we see or people in our community don't even read the Constitution. So our bottom education is who we are again. So we talk about the danger of anything messing. Would you trust anybody in Washington that mess with our Constitution today? It's Def- never going to happen. You you had mentioned uh, that you know we're not adhering to the Constitution. We just have attended a conference, uh, a JBS conference, mm-hmm. where we heard from a from a state legislature mm-hmm. who unfortunately reinforced the sad reality of uh, lots of legislators that they don't even know. That's right. Uh, what the Constitution says, and, and therefore we not only work to educate grassroots, but would you get, would you say it's fair that you guys work pretty hard to, to educate to help the legislators, legislators yeah. know what yeah. we're about? Interesting point. Good legislators are a product of a smart, educated electorate. So if you have poor representation, it's always a reflecting on poor, yeah, uneducated electorate. So for example, I don't like. This, our representative in Congress or state, John Doe or Mary Smith or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I say, well, whose fault is that? <laughs> Who elected them? Right. The people around you. Well, I didn't elect them. Well, somebody did. And the answer is, is that what prism do you look through? You know, you want to get real surgical about it and say, what did we do? What, yeah. are, what was your basis for decisions? And they can't come up, well, he looks nice, he's pretty, he's got white, shiny white teeth and a blue suit. It tells you jokes. Well, that's not why you bring people on board. But you're right. They go on a personality contest, but not an understanding the Constitution. So our job now is to educate the community again what good looks like, constitutional principles, raise up people who can reflect and protect the constitutional rights. And it all happens on education. So that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. What other? Those are those are great tools, and like you said, you guys use these out. But what's what do you got over there? What's the that pink and oh, the that's so, pink so, yeah. Yeah. Are so they related to what we're talking about yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, of course they are. So so people don't even know how their congressman votes, let alone who mm. their congressman is, which is yeah. amazing. So we have this thing called the Cong- congressional scorecard. We've taken a six or seven, but this, this time six constitutional base. This is in Congress now, in the Senate. Um, in the House of Reps on constitutional bills and how these people voted. So we made it easy, we color-coded it. So if they're pink, Tammy Baldwin here, she's a zero. And then we get someone who's kind of like in between, 
uh, Gwen Moore here. She's a and she's a she's a zero two, but she's got in the pink, right? So another pink. And then we have somebody in the green. We have Senator Ron Johnson, and he's at eighty three percent, so he's going to bear. But it's all based on how they voted. So we thought we color coded: pink for the zeros, getting closer to better is green, and some oranges yeah. in the center. But here's the thing: is that most people don't know how their representative voted. Mm-hmm. They don't know why their why their votes are, and it costs households plenty of money. An example would be the resolution bill, bill, the Build Back Better that we just talked about yeah, recently. Yeah. That costs each household over $27,000, and people have no idea. So no. a lot of this goes on, but now we, we identify specifically cost and the danger in the Constitution. So this is a tool that's printable, and our members pass it out to town hall meetings or just out in the community. It's really impactful. And those are available, by the way, on jbs.org and the new American. You go under Freedom Index, mm-hmm. and you should be able to access. It's important to know that we make these tools available, especially the congressional scorecard for anyone, anywhere. You can, again, access it just like on our line, mm-hmm. and you can print them because we think it's so important, the education aspect. Absolutely. That was such a huge focus. And I would say, in, in a way, it's, it's more of a focus than anything else in, in what we do. We go around, and, and you show that. Your members, uh, your 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 coordinators, your star mm-hmm. staff members, mm-hmm. down to our mm-hmm. to just to our members all across the country. This is what they do. This is a large part of what they do, right? Mm-hmm. They go on. You know, another one I wanted to mention before we move on is I had it somewhere here. We had an inflation. Uh, we had an inflation. I guess it's not here. We had an inflation brochure, and that's I understand that's been kind of mm-hmm. popular on Absolutely. the ground too. And that's what we do is we ob- we touch on what's really crucial, what's really happening at the time. And so that's one thing we do. Now, going into other aspects of effective action. You know, in my opening, I bragged about the fact that we're, we're the most uh, qualified to help lead the fight and to lead us back mm-hmm. to to to, mm-hmm. to, the, to restoration. So let let's get down into some of our of our campaigns. Of course, we have our education, actual K through 12, and mm-hmm. education. We have a program. Uh, we have a campaign called uh, Save Our Children from Public Schools. Yes. And of course, we partner that with F, with FPA Freedom Project Academy. Now, mm-hmm. you're a vital uh, component of that. Can you tell us more about Freedom Project Academy? Yes. Well, it's an answer to the corruption in public school education. So we, our goal is to get kids out of public school. It's on fire. It's burning. And so um, the need and the, the growth is homeschool movement. Um, as you know, they're not teaching our kids. This is, like, I call them indoctrination centers. <laughs> and uh, so we need to teach them back the basics. So we have a group, um, 11 years old now, called Freedom Project Academy. It's not the only online school. But it's one that we have. It goes from kindergarten to high school. And it teaches on basic Judeo-Christian principles, but teaches how to read and write cursive, mm-hmm. mathematics, understanding, critical thinking skills are really Teach important. Teach them the basics, huh? It teaches them the basics again, yes. That too. Make them productive citizens out there. And so because of the craziness of having the public schools, not teaching them anything, is that there's been a mass exodus out of public schools. I've right. seen that. And I had a conference in Atlanta a, a couple of weeks ago and it was over 4,000 people and uh, their their whole thing was I got my kids out of public school I couldn't take it any longer they weren't learning a damn thing he said we had to get them into a homeschool environment where now we can watch them and teach them the things we want them to do learn how to read learn how to do math the yeah. basic things to make them productive citizens 
which uh, that's what we're seeing. That's a trend, and it keeps on growing. I think the latest one uh, per Alex Newman was like 12% now. It was about 5% several years ago. Uh, now it's 12% of kids available are now going to homeschool, and think, probably more. COVID-19 shoved a lot of people into homeschool. Yeah, and I think it went from 3% to 13%. It may be higher now. Oh, that was the report a couple months yeah. ago. And people are not – they were expecting a lot of people to go back, mm -hmm. but they're learning that that's not happening. Mm -hmm. That's not, And that's, that's uh, such great news. Of course, we have the stance that public school is beyond reform. And Absolutely. This is, our kids grow up – I, my kid is one – we're kind of typical in the sense that, you know, I've talked with you about this, is we pulled our kid out of public school during the whole COVID mm -hmm. uh, craziness. And over time, we learned, first of all, we saw the results were much better when uh, we were homeschooling. And by mm -hmm. we, I mean my wife, who does <laughs> all the work, and she's doing a terrific job. Uh, but then we also, like our campaign suggests, is when you look at the, when you look at the, research and the data about how harmful public mm -hmm. school is, mm -hmm. you can't help but, but uh, assume that a great deal of the troubles that we see in mm -hmm. this country today is because of the way they teach them in, in public schools. Or not. It's or like not. on indoctrination centers. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, there doesn't seem to be as, as much pride in, in, in our nation, and they, we don't recognize the principles. Mm -hmm. And we have a Marxist. There's a large... Marxist mentality, right? Absolutely. Would, would you would you agree? That's absolutely. That seems to a lot of entitlement <clears throat> and a lot of it's someone else's or they the government needs to step mm -hmm. in. It's like that's that seems like so unlike what this country was established. Absolutely. Now, what would you say? There's a huge difference between how you grew up in public school or I've yes, seen, of course, yeah, no, it's, it's all different. One of the things I want to show mention to you that uh, I saw a recent interview a. a psychologist said that the depression rate from eight-year-olds mm. and up, he said they never have seen such a high increase, up to 40% of depression rate for young kids in, at eight years old and older because they're teaching a thing called social-emotional learning. Oh, that's big. So that's, that's mostly psychological, but now who they are, who they're, what they're supposed to be. So again, it's all by plan. But yes, depression is setting at the school. Suicide rates are up. So they're not teaching anything. So with that all going on, parents are waking up, and we expose to them and say, look, this is not done by accident. This is by plan. Sounds conspiratorial, right? Yeah. There's no such thing as a theory here. So we're seeing an uptick as we educate, but also educating the kids. What happens to the parents? We wake up the parents, hey, look, there's a reason what's happening. So they understand the Bird Society has a plan and the exposure. It's not just the schools. There's a lot of things, as I mentioned earlier. It's many things in that tree of deception. Yeah. And this is a great way, like you said, we hack at the at the root. We go to the root of the problem. And by taking the kids out of public schools, we eliminate millions of kids being indoctrinated and Absolutely. growing up with this Marxist outlook and this anti-American outlook. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Another crucial project that we have is we have a big focus on election integrity. And Absolutely. of course, now that's swept the nation. And of course, a uh, large part of it is because the 2020 election opened the eyes of a lot oh, of people. Oh, of course. Yeah. Now, we had been, man, I hate to sound like a broken record, but we've been warning, our expert on election, Kurt Hyde, has been warning 
repeatedly for mm -hmm. years that the processes that we were using were were vulnerable, were yep. vulnerable to tampering and whatnot. So in 2020, uh, we actually we released uh, we public uh, we created our restored election integrity mm -hmm. where we worked to define the vulnerabilities mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot of people they want to uh, restore election integrity, but you know let's f define what makes them vulnerable and then. Obviously, then you have your correlating uh, answers. Now, I was in Houston about a month ago, and I learned later on that we had a huge role. Our members and our consultant, you know, had a huge role in that plank, that election integrity plank mm -hmm. in in uh, in Texas from the GOP okay. Republican uh, platform. So that's what are you seeing as far on 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 the ground? It seems like this is this is picking up as much as the media would like to quash it. When it comes to restoring election integrity, how how are we working elsewhere, and what what are people doing? Well, it's a Paul. It's a hot topic. I don't care what state I go traveling around. It's election integrity. If we lose it, our election process, then we lose our country. So the the encouragement here is to get people involved in the process. I'm an election poll worker. I'm not a watch. I work the polls. Mm -hmm. And we encourage people to work the polls, uh, and that's a real good experience. And uh, you know, you mentioned there's a lot of materials that we have, but get involved. The other thing is, is is the apathy. People don't vote, and the other side knows that. So you know, they can cheat as much as they say, but there's only the by, not by much. And so, last statistics lack lacks election. They said as much as 20-some percent of evangelicals never voted. They said they want to get dirty hands in politics. My vote really? doesn't really count. Absolutely. So, yes, your vote does count. So our encouragement is, yes, go out and vote. Yes, it does count. And get involved in the process. And there's a lot of things. I live in Georgia, and there's voter GA, and they're watching because of the fraud. In the, mm -hmm. And there's a lot now there's a lot of eyes and ears now totally on the election process. And they're calling out legislators. Hey, this can't work. This doesn't work. On early voting, this doesn't make sense. So there's a lot of things happening, and um, so cheating is becoming more difficult. And Do you think so? It's become more because there's more the skepticism more on them, huh? and more eyes on it. Yeah. So they know the machines certainly can craft the election they want, but you know, when you get more people voting, they're registered. They say it raises some eyebrows, right? So this, you know, it's too obvious. So. People now are sensitive. It is a hot topic. And now we have the midterm elections coming up. Where this is coming out, congressional scorecard, yeah. all fits together on the election process. Where again, that's really important, and it is a hot topic. Yeah. Let's talk about one that's a little – let's talk about the CONCON. And I think the CONCON is kind of tricky. And, like, in a lot of these issues – conservatives, constitutionists, whatever, mm -hmm. you got them in one camp, and they're like, yeah, we need restored election integrity. Yeah, public school's harmful. But then we have an article, a calls for an Article 5 convention, mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily so, huh? No. Well, first of all, let's redefine. The states can apply Congress calls. So that's the big lie for the Convention of States people. States do not call anything. They apply. And if you get 34 states... They can then yeah. Congress can call now the con con. Yeah. Here's and, the and again the idea is to amend the constitution. Right. That's exactly. A whole point That's what it is. So to save. So us. once they start that process, here's the truth: the states have no say who the election of delegates are. That's up to the Congress to elect 
who the delegates are. So you would, you would trust Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's as one of the delegates for a, con, for a new con, constitution. No, no. And the people like that, they're going to elect as delegates. Mm. So you know our constitution is going to look like. You know, it was said, as we you know, our basic information is bind them down with the chains of the Constitution. They know that's a problem. So this is why it's a big push. But our members have been educating legislators on nullification and about what the dangers of a CONCON are. And they've changed that in South Dakota, in Montana, as, you know, in Wyoming, in, in Utah, Ohio, Ohio, in Utah. So... We're really waking the legislators up like, you don't have to go down this lane. They talk about term limits. And we do have term limits every two years. If you don't like your congressman, you can change him. Yeah. Right? So what's wrong with that? We do have term limits. The other issue is balanced budget. Well, the term limits problem would also be like, what if you do have a good one? Because those yeah. are rare too. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Why would you want a term limit, right? But if you have someone of the term limit, say you're, in, you're just been elected and this is your last two years, you can go AWOL. You can do anything you want because you're all yeah. done. So it works both ways. But we do have term limits. Every two years, you can change your Congress over. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fantastic? And so it does exist. Balanced budgets is the other hot button. And, you know, we'll just pass another $1.9 trillion. I mean, they don't obey the Constitution now. What makes them think they're going to obey it? When it's already written. So that's it's just a game. Um, so... Because of that, we see as an opportunity to wake people up. But legislators need as much education as the elector. Yeah. Three weeks ago, I think uh, I re we got word that our birchers here in Wisconsin in the mm -hmm. Appleton area were able to change the mind of a representative, a state mm -hmm. representative mm -hmm. who's now running for the Senate. I heard. Yeah. Uh, and as you probably already heard, the way that apparently it was done is, is just good old-fashioned education. Mm -hmm. They They talked to her uh, they showed her some of our videos some of her many materials and her response after changing her mind was that simply she had information that she didn't have before mm -hmm. and this is how we work you know it's how we won in ohio in ohio yes. we brought we brought all this information and we crushed it in that subcommittee uh and you know we did that before in in south dakota but you know the 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 lobby or whatever you want to call it for the convention of states called convention mm -hmm. of states they're they're one issue, and they they're they're really good at you know uh, tugging at the heartstrings of people because because what they say is is true. We it's craziness. Uh, we do have an out of control government, mm -hmm. and what but what they don't say is that we already have the answers. And it's it's like let's say you know what good is any of this if the people that keep ending up in office, whether it be state mm -hmm. or federal, mm -hmm. don't know. Mm -hmm. Or don't obey the Constitution, and that's mm -hmm. the the problem is is deeper. Again, we go down to to the root. Right. So this to wrap that up is that first of all, states do not call; they apply. There's no such thing as a COS convention of states. That's another lie. It's a constitutional convention. There's no such thing as a convention of states. Yeah. That does not exist. That's a made up term. What do you, what do you say to those who say, well, we have this in the Constitution. Why not use it? Why why would they put it there if we don't use it? Because that's another talking Article point. Article Yes, but you can amend the Constitution all the time. You don't need a convention for that. The last time we had a convention, Articles of Confederation changed the whole Constitution completely. Right. Yeah. So that's the history we have. To me, it's a door to open up. I don't trust the local politicians in Congress to do that. Yeah. I just and, don't. There's nothing wrong with our Constitution. Our rule book is fine. You just have to obey the rule book. That's it. Yeah. That's all they have to do. But and most Americans don't have not read the Constitution, Paul. 
They don't understand it, but it was written for farmers. You don't have to be an attorney. And our legislators haven't really read their own state constitution, let alone their American constitution. They haven't even read it. I've talked to them. They have not read it. I read it like when I was in high school, you know, and then you're, you're my legislator. Well, again, <laughs> you travel quite a bit. What is that? Is there that much constitutional illiteracy yes. among Americans? Third grade level and some of the legislators. Is there a lot of people who think it's like That's well, some, I said, not all, some, yeah. Well, well, what about just people in general? Is there that many people who believe like, well, I'm not a constitutional attorney, so I must not be able to understand. Exactly. So I tell them it's written for farmers. So I do talks, and I said, when's the last time you read the Constitution of ever? Say 40, 50 people, two people raised their hands. When's the last time you visited your legislator of ever? It may be three or four people. Very small, but they complain about them. So our job is to get people involved, educated, and involved. That's where we're at. It's all about education. We started our conversation. It's about then get people involved because they have no idea who we are. That's what we do back the basics and who we are. They don't know because they were never taught that. They don't teach civics anymore. They don't teach anymore for that reason. You got to think, yeah, you got to think that's part of the plan mm-hmm. because if we don't know who we are, we don't know the principles right. and the values that made this the country where everyone wanted to come. That, that, those are facts, right? My, my family, we sure. came here from Eastern Europe. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here today. You'd right, be right. back over there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. You know, we knew that this, was, this place was for, for certain, that this is where free, we would prosper, have an opportunity to prosper, and, and to have more individual liberty than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's what we wanted. And we are one of millions, hundreds of millions of people since the 200, 300 uh, year, years that this country has existed and now that is obviously all very much in danger and what it comes down to is you know we i started in my opening talking about agenda 21 but agenda 21 is just the name for the the conspiracy Mm -hmm. uh now again you're on the ground a lot and you've been at this for a long time have not that long (laughs) (laughs) not since uh, not since hector was a pup but a long time (laughs) have people's perceptions in believing there is a conspiracy for global domination, as much as it sounds like, you know, some some movie or whatever, have has that changed now? They're more open to it now because they see our conversation with our founder Robert Welch, what he talked about. This will happen as a conspiracy, and he's seeing time is proving him correctly. And I hear you guys were right all along. I hear that a lot. Yeah, and so that means they're agreeing with a conspiratorial plan. And now we just fast forward and say, well, here's all the things that have happened. Because of your apathy, it's time to get busy. Yeah. And so, yes, the answer is yes. They see it happening. And the schools are really important. We see it in healthcare. We see it overall morality of the United States. And read what the writers in the past have said. To destroy America is to destroy the morality, and the country will fall. One of the campaigns that we've recently, our folks have been involved in, is this carbon capture pipeline, which is a component of this this scheme, this Agenda mm-hmm. 2030, this Great Reset yeah. scheme, which basically has these dubious claims that yeah. environment, you know, we're in danger of destroying the entire planet, mm-hmm. and now, so we must do everything possible, and, you know. Yeah. So they're trying to run this carbon capture pipeline, not just through Iowa, but in various states. Oh, yeah. But one of the ways that we're involved in, and not just in Iowa, but we're going to, for the sake of an example, is... We've, we've got our folks out there raising awareness about what this mm-hmm. really is. Can you tell us about what's, what's going on in, in Iowa and in larger 
to 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 farming as a whole. Yeah. The, there's a lot there. So anyway, <laughs> in uh, Iowa, they have a, a carbon capture uh, pipeline. And so what happened in CCP is they're taking carbon dioxide out of the air and then putting it into, through a filter, carbon, carbon calcium carbonate. It and run it And they some... make carbon, carbon dioxide gas and bury it in the ground a mile away. So battle carbon dioxide, which is causing their ether, the earth to heat up. Mm. Of course, you know, our trees need carbon dioxide to make oxygen for us. And right. So without them giving us the exchange for carbon dioxide oxygen, then we need right. oxygen, otherwise we die. So, you know, it's, if you look at the science of the cycle, it's nuts. Um, but it's running through all this farmland. Yeah, right through the farm. So what they, our job is to take the farmland out of use. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things because, you know, we see the war on farming, and which is war on food. And uh, it's... Uh, not only is it carbon dioxide capture program, now it's fertilization. Using fertiliz- fertilizer, uh, reduction of fertilizer, they do that in the Netherlands, in Canada, in the United States, because they said fertilizer causes more carbon dioxide and your carbon footprint will increase. So farmers just want to work hard and make food. And so basically they want to take farming, uh, yeah. corporate farmers, uh, buy up the independent farmers. There's 500 million independent farmers in the world. And that's a threat to the corporate farmers. The corporate farmers really want to buy more of the independent farmers so they can control the food supply. Mm-hmm. That's really what's happening here. And you hear the barking and screaming of the Netherlands. By the way, the second largest producer of food in the world, under uh, United States being the first. Amazing. So that's why they targeted the Netherlands. And of course, the farmers there see it. And they said they will certainly go out of business uh, because they can never produce enough food if, without the use of fertilizer. Yeah. And uh, so there's a war on farming and food, and they're using it contrived method to basically, as Stalin says, control the food, control the people. Yeah. That's and what's w- going on. And one of the things we do there is we've organized these these meetings, and we've mm-hmm. attended, we've invited, of course, farmers and whatnot. Absolutely. And, uh, Tom DeWeese, one of the people that we work with, mm-hmm. and who's been who's been writing about this and sounding For the alarm and traveling mm-hmm. on and talking about the yeah. the the hoax of sustainability. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's out there. He's it's all Agenda speech. 2030, Paul. It's all Agenda 2030, right? It. Absolutely. And uh, it, it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Do you think that people are, are the farmers waking up? Yes, well, because they see it now. I mean, uh, when uh, he has the meetings, and most farmers didn't know what Agenda 2030 was. Yeah. They don't know it was a conspiracy. They thought it was stupid politicians. But here's the thing is why is that case? Think about a typical farmer. Gets up at 4.30 in the morning, goes out to work, mm-hmm. keeps their farm alive, has lunch, crashes at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock at dinner, starts all over again. Yeah. So they're not sitting watching the television or the YouTube. They don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so now they see, hey, this is a fixed race. Now there's a scheme behind this all. So, yes, they're being activated and our members – or at farm fairs, rodeos, visiting ranchers, uh, cow farmers, whatever, because they need to know they're under attack and there's a good reason for it. And you you just hired someone out in farmland in the West and two. In, the, in the rural area. Oh, yeah, two. There two. you go. Yeah, te- West Texas as well as in Central California. And, uh, yes, they, they're, they're telling me exactly farmers are up in arms, but you know, they have reduction of water as well as fertilizer, but they know it's against them. So there's a lot of opportunities going to happen. It's all about awareness and education. Yeah. They don't know, Paul, for sure what it is. And then, it's a pretty exciting time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, let's, let's wrap it. It's, uh, what, what do you, 
Where do you see this heading? You know, there's a lot of doomsday. A lot of airplane rides. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of dooms, uh, doomsdayers or say, you know, and uh, is there any point in fight? Obviously, we wouldn't be here. And, and I, there's a lot of, you know, the way we talk about it, even sometimes, it risks sounding like, oh, you might as well just give up. Because That's easy. That's lazy people. Talking. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, is there is there a lot of energy excitement? A yes. lot of people awakening. Yes. I, I know the the ranks of the John Birch Society have been growing for quite a few years. Obviously, reflecting mm -hmm. that people are are waking up. Yeah, good question. So yes, there is a lot of energy, a lot of anger, and so but they don't know what they're angry about. But they're angry just at what's going on. Yeah. So that's an opportunity to convert the anger to actionable items. You're not going to march down the Capitol and drag your legislator down by the neck and hang him until he's dead. That's not going to happen because you'll be shot by the U.S. Army. So it doesn't work. Yeah. So our job is to take that anger and energy because there's a lot of energy, especially the midterm elections, and convert it to really actions. But now our job is to say, let's educate that, tell you really what's going on, and let's talk about fixing it. So the answer is fixable. Okay, We just got to take that energy convert it to education and, and really things that make a difference. Our key job is to elect officials who make sense, representatives as well as local as well as in federal government mm -hmm. when that happens things change yeah it's it's that's the only way it happens because the left educates all the time and mr well says education is key that is very true and the left is doing that gradually and slowly for a long time that's the goal this is not a quick fix this is a this is a marathon it's not a it's not a sprint yeah, yeah, they've been really good at capturing all the institutions, the messaging institutions. Of and of course, that was partly, like I said in my opening, is it's like even if you don't believe the election was stolen, you can't mm -hmm. deny that it was rigged in the sense that every messaging outlet, yep. every major messaging outlet mm -hmm. pointed to one, yep. one person. And it's like that's, that's, a, that's propaganda. Yep. You know, but it looks like people are no longer, they're awakening. They're of course. You know, we see, of course, uh, subscriptions to the New American growing. We see traffic there happen. We mm -hmm. see people tuning in. And uh, and like you said, it's not overnight, but there, but there's definitely more than hope. We so can, we can win it. Worldwide problem. We, we see have it in to. Canada, we see it in the Netherlands. It's not just the United States. So there's something up here. You know? Okay. All right. So if someone wants to join the John Burr Society and want more about it, uh, what do they do, Dwayne? JBS.org, <laughs> sign up online, and our magazines at newamerican.com. They can do that. We have lots of information. People can write in, you know? Yeah. And, uh, they we can have, call. We, they can well, do it whatever, online. They can do that. And then our local coordinators will contact them to get involved in local chapters to get active and get educated. Yeah. That's really key, get educated. And who we really are as America, we have a lot of the basic information. Yeah. And what I kind of people are we looking for, Wayne? People <laughs> want to work. People want to get active. Yeah. Want to be educated and get active. No complainers. We want people who want to go to work. Yeah. Remember, it's uh, it's something that's not something that's a hobby. This is this is for the future as well as the present on saving our country so we can continue on. The yeah. enemy hopes we just go back to sleep and hand our country over to them. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. No, definitely. No way. Wayne, thank you so much. Thank you, you for joining me. As well. Thanks for the invite. Well, America. We are at a crossroads. There's the Mack truck of tyranny that's coming at us from one direction, and there is the hard road to total liberty and American restoration. What we do now decides which road we end up going down. And as we've discussed, this is definitely a battle that we can win. The question is not whether to get involved or not. One way or another, your life will be heavily affected. A few months back, Biden suggested sending a vaccine Gestapo to your house. 
Before that, they killed thousands of small businesses. These people are not playing around. They have no qualms with coming to your house and in your community to impose their will on you. They are tyrants and they will subjugate you. The question is, how will you get involved? Because not all freedom groups are created equal. Some are nothing but grievance and reading clubs without action plans. And some are so effective and so tuned into the truth that they've been attacked by the globalist machine for six decades. If you'd like to learn more about getting involved with the John Birch Society, like Wayne said, you can reach out to a regional coordinator who will help answer any questions and get you plugged in the nearest chapter. Go to jbs.org. Then you can really start doing some damage. There's a link in the description below to help you get started. Also, if you'd like to know more about how the John Birch Society has been one of the most influential organizations in America, you can order this little booklet. It's called Birchin, and we've just released it. It looks at some of our most important campaigns, a few anecdotal victories, and makes a good case for why our approach to activism is among the best, if not the best. In the meantime, remember that whatever ails society, freedom is the cure.